What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of CTE. If you've kept up with the social media lately, you've noticed that we're going to start baseball. And today it's me and Joe. Um, Cam and Trey aren't on this. We're all going to start our own little segments. Uh, Trey's looking into starting some basketball, and Trey's looking, I mean, Cam's looking into starting his own thing. You know how he is. But I'm going to introduce Joe. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. Um, we love to have him on. I'm going to let Joe tell you a little bit about himself. What's up, y'all? Um, love baseball. Super excited to be a part of CTE. Um, good friends with Trey, Cam, and Saul. Great guys. Um, really enjoyed what they're doing with football. But, man, baseball. Baseball's my heart when it comes to sports. Um, big Braves fan. Started out as a Braves fan, went to the first game when I was like five or six. But really through following the Braves, started following love in love with double A, triple A. Um, started falling in love a little bit with St. Louis, um, which has recently fallen off. Got a little bit into the Padres, um, but really back with the Braves these past couple of years. Um, super excited to be here. Super excited to be talking some baseball. Yeah, so uh, we're going to start off strong. We're going to do some uh, just our divisional breakdowns, and we're going to start with our home division, the NL East. Mm. First team we're going to talk about is a team that I think could make some noise but probably won't, and that's the Washington <laughs> Nationals. Obviously, they've got, you could argue, probably the best hitter, pure hitter in baseball in Juan Soto. What's up with this contract, Joe? Dude, I don't know. Um you know, when I when I thought when I look at Soto, it's definitely somebody you can't let walk. Um, young, talented, but man, I just don't think he wants to be there. I think you know after last year, what happened with uh, you know letting Max and Trey just go to the Dodgers on that trade. I think I don't know if Soto's really bought into what's going on in Washington. Um, and also, you know, you have to look at the question as, does he want to be in that division um, with continuously having to hear about Harper, um, Ronald, you know, th- th- does he want to be right there? I mean, I feel like, I mean, there's people who, there's a bunch of casual baseball fans that look at this and think, oh, the Marlins are definitely going to come in last. But just looking at this roster, man, I just don't think they can compete. I mean, you know how baseball is. Anybody can beat anybody any given day, but yeah, I don't see Washington stringing together sweeps against any of these teams. I mean, I'm sure it'll happen at some point in the year. It's just for Soto, I'm going to go back to that real quick. I yeah. don't see why he would want to stay in Washington for a rebuild and waste his talent there because – with that trade with the Dodgers last year with uh, Turner and Scherzer going over to L.A., yeah, Washington got some really good talent. I think they got a really good catching prospect. But why would Soto want to be a part of a rebuild right now? And, with on, his talent? Honest, and not even on top of that, he's got to be looking at Trey Turner, man, and being like Trey Turner and Josh Bell. He was liking it, like – you can b- rebuild a team off of that, and you take away Trey Turner. In my opinion, when they had Turner and Soto, that's two top ten players in baseball. Yeah. And then you have Scherzer, arguably a top three pitcher in baseball. 
like the talent was there, and then out of nowhere they made this trade. I just I don't get it. And now Scherzer's back in your division with a rival team. If I'm if I'm Soto, I want out of Washington, and personally, I would want out of the NL East. It's definitely out of the NL East, um, man. And I think too, just like man, you look over at the Angels and you look at Mike Trout, dude. No one wants to be that. They want no. that money, but no one wants to be that. I think the Angels are slowly getting better, but at the same time, it's like they've wasted Trout's career. So We've seen Trout in one playoff game. And that's so sad to me because, I mean, I personally think he's the best talent in baseball still. He's definitely been the best past few years, and it's just like, for what, you know? Um. I think Soto has potential to be on that level. His fielding, it's just not – it's getting better, but it's just not there for me. But, like, imagine Soto playing for, like, an American League team in, like, one of those small ballparks. Even, like – I would hate this, but imagine him at Yankee Stadium. It would be ridiculous. Dude, that stadium, that's a home run park, man. That short porch and right, man. I mean, Soto would just yeah. – Anyways, uh, getting off of Soto specifically, let's talk about the Nats. Uh they added Nelson Cruz, which is probably their biggest addition, which, if you don't know, the National League has universal DH now. And I think that's a pretty good signing. Arguably the best DH in baseball. I mean, past few years he has been. But at the end of the day, he's 40. And it's yeah. really just a one-year investment. I just don't – obviously it's going to help. But yeah, you know – Every other team in this division made big moves to get better, and I just don't feel like they did. Yeah, and I feel like with Nelson Cruz, man, like you look at you you look at Washington's potential lineup. You know, you look at that lineup, and man, Nelson Cruz is probably your number three or number two. And like you said, he's forty years old. Um, I think that's I think that's sign for concern. But, dude, Nelson Cruz, he'll hit some home runs this year. And he'll he'll at least give the lineup a chance. There's just so many question marks here. I mean, obviously it's a rebuild, but, like, can Carter Keboom have a better year? Can Kbert Ruiz step up? I mean, he hadn't really had much MLB, um, like, much time in the majors. But another big question with this team is their pitching staff, man. Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen what Strasburg can do when he's healthy, but I feel like he he's been on the IR more than he's been healthy, just in his career. It's tough. And now they're talking about rolling out um, opening day with Patrick Corbin. Yeah, um, mm. uh, just you just don't know what you're getting from him. Day I feel like day. the Nationals' rebuild could work out. They've got a good farm system and stuff. It's just like for if we're talking this season, they're just not. They're not there for me. Yeah. What about what's what's your thoughts on Josh Bell, man? Because I was big on him uh, last year. Got him early in fantasy baseball draft, and just every time, every day, I looked up on you know stats. Every day when I watched him, it just I was never impressed. I'll be honest. I'll say it. Yeah. I mean, he's a unique talent. Uh, I really liked him in, in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's a switch hitting first baseman with a lot of power. Um, if we get first half of 2019 Josh Bell, 
with Juan Soto and maybe some other guys stepping up, yeah, they can make some noise. And I'm not talking playoff noise. They will, This team will not make the playoffs. If they do, I don't you know. I can't imagine that happening. But I think if Josh Bell plays to his ability and what he can do, I think he's a scary first baseman. I just – I think we saw him peak in early 2019. I really do. Yeah, I do. I, he he went off. Had a great um, had a great year. Great All Star game. I remember that. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he does this year. Um, I'll be honest, not expecting much, but um, he's still young. Yeah, I mean, this this roster has potential just I just don't think it's there this year to do anything with it with no, that and, I yeah. say we move on unless you have anything else to say about nationals um not really I mean they got Adrianza and I think this will tell you something about the nationals um mm-hmm. he he has a shot at a potential roster spot yeah <laughs> I think that's enough said right there yeah it's it's gonna be interesting but they're gonna be a fun team to watch I think just to see how they like respond and what they do a bunch of young people. But like I said, they're bottom of the division in my opinion. So we're going to move on. We were going to talk about the Phillies here, but I think I want to talk about the Marlins. This is a team that I love. And as a Braves fan, that might sound weird, but they have a lot of young talent. They're really fun to watch. And I think they could low key, you know, the Mets are pretty much guaranteed to have some injuries. The Phillies are guaranteed to blow something. They're going to try bullpens bad, you know. I mean, the Marlins, I think this team could come in second. And I'll tell you why. It's their young pitching staff and how good it is. Sandy Alcantara is my dark horse for the Cy Young. He truly is. I would not be surprised with one bit if he won it. Not at all. That's, that they have, that's one of the best pitching staffs over there. Um, I like Rodgers and I also like Lopez. Um, and like I think it's funny you said as a Braves fan, dude, you look at the Marling, Marlins pitching and you know all the controversy and stuff. But man, that, that's one of the best pitching rotations in NL East. Yeah, and it's or, so young. It was, it was. You know, things changed through free agency. Um, and they've added some bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Lair, he could have a Stanton-type year in Miami. I truly think he could. I mean, you got to think it was only, what, two, three years ago. He won the – I mean, he hit the most home runs in the American League. And you saw what he did last year. That's without the DH. Yeah, I mean – He wasn't even starting every game. He's not going to have to worry about playing the field. He's not going to have to think about, oh, what if I commit an error next inning, blah, blah, blah. Like, he gets to just worry about hitting the ball, which I doubt they'll have him in the outfield. I highly doubt it, but him at DH, I think he could possibly hit 50 home runs in Miami. That's a hitter's ballpark. Yeah. And it what was his contract was two years for 30. It was something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers. It, but. it was high, but it was, it was a contract for somebody, you know, that they expect a lot out of. And I think, man, right when they announced universal DH, everybody wants to lay. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just feel like the Braves just 
I mean, the Braves might have offered him similar numbers, but I feel like he's the type of guy that, you know, he did all everything in Atlanta he's going to do. You know, World Series MVP, won us a ring. I think he just wanted to change the scenery. Yeah. And, I mean, Miami, the culture they have down there, you look at that – you look at that whole, just that whole team. I mean, it, it fits who he is outside of baseball, just culture, friends, family. That's, that's the layer. Um, but man, I also like, I like jazz, man. Oh yeah. He's fun. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lewin Diaz. I mean, there's just so many young guys on that team that I think, could be so good. I mean, a lot of this talent is coming from that Yellich trade with Milwaukee that on paper when it happened, I was like, why would they do that? But it's starting to look like a pretty good trade for them, especially with Yellich declining. Oh, yeah, dude. He's – I. it's hard for me to think of him as one of the top players right now just because I feel like it's – I haven't seen him play well in so long. It reminds me a little bit of what we just talked about with Josh Bell. Yeah. I mean, for me with Yelich, uh, I don't want to get too off topic, but I thought, yeah. you know, he had that bad – he won MVP, what was it, 2019? It was 2019, right? Yeah, it was 2019. And then 2020 with COVID, he couldn't hit anything. I was like, oh, it's COVID. They didn't have spring training. You know, it happens. A lot of people have bad years. and He wasn't much better last year. So, yeah, he's dealt with injuries and everything. But, anyways, back to Miami. Um, a player I think could be really good on this team – and I think has a lot of potential is Brian Anderson. Um, he's got a cannon. He's a really good glove at third. If he could get his average up to about 260, 270, I think he's a top 15 third baseman in baseball. Yeah. I, I'm pulling, I mean, just because of his glove. Pulling up his stats right now. Was he 240 last year? Yeah, it was around there. 249. Which is definitely really low for a corner infielder. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at his, like how hard he hits the ball, he hits the ball really hard. He has a lot of hard outs. I mean, sometimes baseball is just an unlucky sport, but I think if he starts finding some gaps and stuff like that, I think he could be really good and be really good for this lineup. Even if he, like, you know, he hit seven home runs last year, that's low. But even if mm-hmm. he could just, just double that number right there, just. Yeah, and I mean, he's kind of a player. Like, I mean, it's a lot of guys. I feel like we've talked about, but he's someone who has dealt with a lot of injuries his whole career. I mean, if he could stay healthy one whole season and hit about two sixty, I think Miami could come in second in this division. I really do. Which, um, I'm honestly okay with. I think of I've talked with a lot of Miami fans before, and whenever I talk with a Miami fan, I think of just say. 2012, 2013, 14, Brace, Brace, just you're looking at all these young guys and you're just you're smiling, but you're smiling knowing you have to wait a few more years, which sucks at the same time. But I think this team's a year or two away from just taking off. Yeah, Um, I mean, I feel like. I hope they give these young guys a chance too. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of team they're going to let all kinds of people play. I mean, they've got guys in AAA that are going to get 20, 30 games in the majors this year just because. But, I mean, I I could easily see this team coming in second or third and not surprise me one bit, not at all. So, moving on from Miami, I want to talk about a team that made a lot of noise in free agency, 
who is a team that I probably dislike the most in this division, and that's the Phillies. Ah, yeah. I thought you were going to go Mets, man. But with that, yeah, when you start right. talking about free agency, but you know, yeah. The Phillies made a lot of no- a lot of noise too. They really yeah. did. Man, Phillies team don't like on top of that, Joe Girardi. Hmm. Not a fan. But you know really why I don't like the Phillies. And that's that Price number Harper. three. That's that number three, man. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's hard to like as a Braves fan, that's for sure. No. One of the best, one of the best though, right fielders in the in the league right now. Two time two time MVP. I'm tired yeah. of the overrated talk. He's not overrated. He's definitely not overrated. He's explosive. Um, dude, he hit he hit 39 home runs last year. 35 30, home runs. Something like that. 35 home runs last year. 309. His um, OPS was ridiculous. Yeah. He ended the season. I'll say this though with Bryce Harper, man. He ended the season very poorly. Um, obviously, I was excited. I know you were too, as a Braves fan. He ended the season poorly, but I think that's where with this Phillies team bringing in Schorber and Castellanos makes a big difference. You can Harper can kind of have uh, those two, three bad games, and know the Phillies will be all right. Yeah, I mean, Castellanos is pretty much one hundred percent going to DH. I think, but at the same time, really, I, I feel I feel like he will because I, I feel think- like Schorber's got a better glove. But it's it's not far off. I mean, why would you? I'm not say why would you do this because that's not what I mean. But like, I feel like they added two DHs, and I think some for the Phillies, their lineup's scary. I mean, it, it is. But fielding can lose you games. There's no question. I feel like there's going to be games where a ball gets hit in the gap, Schwarber can't get to it as fast as someone else. All of a sudden, you're down by two. And they lose because of that. And you definitely can't you you definitely can't hit one down the third baseline, dude. Alec Baum. I mean, you saw last year, Segura. I mean, feeling's horrible. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. horrible. I think we we can talk about Baum in a second, but I just think this team has a bunch of on paper it looks good, but when you really dive into it, I think for me, they're the third place team i'm mean, a fourth place team in this division for me it might be a hot take i don't know but i think they finished behind miami coming forth i and think just so many little things i'm diving in their bullpen is still awful they have a good top of their rotation i mean there's no question the top of their rotation is good but the back half of it's not that amazing and i mean if you're a phillies fan you're sitting here and you're questioning the manager. You're questioning some of the decision he makes. You're questioning, you know, I could get into this big time. You question why you're bringing in Alvarado time and time after again. Yeah, he can he can throw that fastball one on one, one on two all the time. But man, he's if he's not hitting his mark, he's going to walk three guys in a row. Um, you know, if you're a Phillies fan. We could get in this rotation, but you're you're looking at how bad the bullpen is, and you got Wheeler, Nola, and Zach Eflin. See, that um, top three is filthy, but I just don't think I, – I mean, you hit them on a weekend where you don't have to face those guys. I mean, 
If you can put up some runs, I think you're good. Yeah. I really do. Um, I, I, I have another hot take. I think Wheeler's better than Nola, personally, especially after last year. Yeah, Nola just ended the season so poorly. Mm-hmm. He, got- he definitely had an off year. But do you think Alec Bohm is overrated or underrated? Or you just think he's not ready yet? You know, we could kind of go back. I could say the same thing about Alvarado. Man, the potential's there. When they're on, man, they're on. But when they're off, it's it's bad. And I think that the third baseman, as much as Bohm's off, you just can't have that that position. He costs them games. Um, he was out I think in that game against the Braves, but yeah. we don't have to get into that. I think he's overrated. But, overrated. Yeah. How so? He's only, he's only 25. Mm-hmm. He's young. But, I mean, he batted 247 last year, seven home runs. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> – that's pretty bad for a third baseman. Yeah. You definitely want more there. I mean, he had a little bit of injury stuff going on, but like I I have an opinion about Bohm. I don't like him, you know, but I love him as a talent. And I think he's got all the talent in the world. I mean, a big thing about this podcast so far I've noticed is consistency. And that's just a big thing with baseball. You don't get there's really not that many just like purely consistent players. Yeah. Um I mean, baseball is a sport where you can be successful three times out of ten and be a top 20 player in the game. I mean, that's just how it is. But, uh, you know, with Boehm, I feel like he's got all the talent in the world. But I also feel like Philly called him up too early. I don't feel like they let him spend as much time in the minors as he should have. But at the same time, I get it because you don't want your franchise third baseman to be 26 years old playing in the minors. You know, no. I mean, I I personally don't think he's ready. I think he needs more time in the minors. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense for the Phillies to leave him there at his age. No, and I mean, he hit 247. Like you said, it's not good. Seven home runs, not good. 47 RBIs. Just – but it's it's almost there, but it's not good enough. I think if he could get his average up to about 260, 265 this year, hit about 20 to 25 home runs, I feel like that would be a massive improvement. I mean, I think if that happens, the Phillies are going to be – I think they'll finish above Miami, but I just don't see Boehm doing that yet. I don't think and he's I'll ready. Say, and I'll say it, man. I don't know. You talked about injuries. He, he did have some injuries. Even without injuries, from what I saw, I don't know if he breaks 10 home runs still. I feel like he has to. I mean, he's got pop. I just don't – I don't know where it is. Yeah. Because I remember when he was in the minors, and I, I do a lot of research on prospects and, you know, stuff like that, and I loved him coming out of AAA. But I don't, I don't know where his pop went because he had it when he was in the minors. But, I mean, yeah, it's a different ball game. But AAA and the majors are not that far off. No. You – I mean – that's. You know, for some teams, Triple A is just extended roster spots in a way. Especially oh, yeah. especially Atlanta with Triple A yeah. being in Gwinnett. You see people just rotating all the time, but 
I was about to say it, man. Like, I mean, you know it. In Atlanta, we're, we'll, we'll get into Atlanta, but we're talking about two or three guys that most teams would definitely hit the rotation. Yeah. And they're getting sent down to AAA. Um, I just don't – I don't believe there should be that much drop-off going from AAA to the majors, um, unless, of course, you're in your rookie year. Yeah. I mean, like – I mean, yeah, you're going to face dudes in the majors that you won't see anywhere. Like, I mean, they're just so much better in uh, the majors than they were in AAA. But at the same time, it's like majority of the talent is pretty much on the same level. Yeah. I mean, you see dudes sometimes get called up straight from AA and they're, they look lost. And then they go to AAA for a month and they come back up. They're fine. But, like, I think – we need to move on from the Phillies. But I feel like Bohm, if he's not good this year, he's not going to be. No. I mean, no. this is going to be his – not his third full season, but it's going to be his third year in the majors. If you don't see any kind of improvement, you're not going to get it, I don't think. Did you say – would you say um, – last thing on the Phillies, Segura, man. He's a Braves killer. That's all I know. Yeah, two ninety last year, man. I think he's really um, underrated. I really do. He is. He I is. wish we would have started this podcast earlier because I would love to do like a top ten positional ranking. Um, I feel like it, I, <sighs> we'll have to after the All Star break. We'll, we'll figure something out for that. But we'll um, get our own All Star rosters or something like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But Segura so is really underrated to me. He's yeah. underrated. He 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 hit 14 home runs, you know. Yeah, he's not going to kill you with the power, but yeah, he's got a good glove. He's fast. He knows how to find the gap. I think I think he. I don't see why he would have a bad season next year. No, and in game winning situation, he's going to get you your hit. We know yeah. that. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to talk about the fourth team in this division, a team that made an even bigger splash than the Phillies in free agency, and that's the Mets. This pitching staff is ridiculous. I mean, what what do we even need to say? I mean, DeGrom, Scherzer, Chris Bassett, really, really underrated pickup. Yeah. He's very I mean, good in Oakland. Dude, we just – we start with, I mean, just the idea if you're a batter going into the – if you're going into, you know, a series with the Mets and you see that they're bringing out Grom and Scherzer, they – you basically pencil in two losses. You can pencil in two losses. Your team's going to have three hits, you know. Um, I'd be I'd be interested to see what Grom's able to do coming off of, you know, being a little bit hurt last year towards the end. Um, you yeah. know. Met shut him down. Yeah. He didn't pitch much last year, but when he was pitching, I mean, it was – on pace to be one of the best seasons we've ever seen. Yeah. Mad Max. Um, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's mad. <laughs> I, I got a question and you're going to have to really deep, like deep dive into this. I wish we would have put it in our notes. Is this the best one, two punch for pitching we've ever seen? Ooh. Ever. I think it could be. I think you can make that argument. If Grom, if Grom is able to pitch 
a full season? Yes. I think so too. I really do. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could talk about the Braves having that Glavin, Schmoltz, and Maddox, but, like, I'm talking, like, power duos. This is probably the best I've ever seen. I mean, arguably two top three pitchers. I mean, here's a Here's a question, though. Does, does it have to happen? Like, would you say the stats have to happen this year, or could you say they're two best ever on the same team? Because you can look at that Dodgers lineup last year, man. And you're looking at, I mean, Kershaw really didn't get the pitch, but you're looking at Max, Kershaw, Urias, Wheeler. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, man. But, yeah, yeah. Grom, best one-two punch. It's the best one-two punch, but I don't think it's the best pitching staff. Yeah. It's not the best full, like, starting rotation. I mean, I, I don't think so. The addition of Bassett. Walker's not bad either. No, I mean, they're going to be – it's going to be hard to hit against them. I mean, the Mets are bound to have some kind of injury happen. I don't know who it's going to be. I hope it doesn't happen, you know, but because yeah. I think they could be a really fun thing to watch. Moving on I mean, from pitching, will Lindor step up and have a better season? They you know, he, had, he had a down season last year, but he started to do better at the end of the year. I think it rolls over, personally. I think it will have another good year. You know, there's some people that believe in this stuff. I I, I personally believe in it. I believe in the, the contract, that when they get that contract year after they get that contract, they just kind of sit back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't not, – not every player is going to be like that. I um, feel like Lindor is that type of guy, though. But I mean – who knows? You know, it didn't make sense. I was, you know, as a Braves fan, I'm grateful, but it just didn't make sense. But I think, I think, I think that he'll keep going. Um, no, he bat last year. I think it was like two thirty something. He bat two thirty last year, but he had twenty home runs. Man, there's no way. He bats two thirty again. You see, I'm not, I'm not upset with that out of the shortstop position with the glove that he brings. Oh, yeah, that's not with the contract he's getting. I'm upset with that, but like exactly outside looking in, I'm like, man, twenty home runs, you know, two thirty, yeah, whatever. But like sixty three RBIs, you definitely want more. I think he'll get. I think he'll give you more this year. He's not the type of guy to go hit three hundred. Well, I think the Mets need more. Um. Oh yeah, I mean. I feel but, like Mets fans are going to get really impatient with him again, like they did last year. If he has a similar season, but if I'm the if I'm the Mets, dude, I mean I'm looking at your rotation and then your shortstop position, and I, how do you hit a ball through the gap? <laughs> I don't know. They got. I mean, then Alonzo on first base. Yeah, I mean, who, who's playing third for them this year? Is it JD Davis again, or am I forgetting something? I mean, it should be Escobar. Oh, it's Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, that's a big pickup, too. Yeah. Another switch hitter. I forgot about that signing. That one kind of went under the radar. That was a good one. I think the weakest position for the Mets is McNeil. Yeah. I could could see that because he's, (sighs) he doesn't have a great glove. He really doesn't. He went 249, seven home runs. I'll give him a break. 
He was hurt last year too. I mean, Webb literally Webb hit him in the face, dude. How do you come back from that without striking out a few times? <laughs> um, but they so got their outfield is looking like Starling Marte in center, which is a very big pickup. Yeah, one or, that are they going to play him in center? I'm assuming they would, but what about Nemo? Fast enough. They're not going to put Nemo in right field. There's no way. So what's um, our outfield looking like right now? It's got to be Marte, Nemo, and what am I thinking? I know I'm forgetting somebody. Um, you could go Kana. Oh, Mark Kana, yeah. Kana, dude. I he might DH. He might DH. <laughs> I don't know. I think, dude, I think Marte plays either center or right field. I, I just, um, I don't think you can not put Marte in center. Dude, but he's so you good. Talk, you want to talk about stats, man? Three oh eight. Yeah, he had a hell of a season. Yeah. He stole a lot of bases too. Twelve home runs, but three oh eight. That tells you he knows how to get on base. I'm taking that from my center fielder all oh, day. Oh yeah, all day. I'll take 308 no matter how you get it. Oh, yeah. When your guy's getting 308, he's getting runs. I think he stole over 30 bases too, didn't he? Um, I'm pretty sure he stole over 30. That's a stat I want to know. Anyways, while you're looking that up, Alonzo, I think he hits 40-plus this year if he's healthy. I mean, he's he's never going to hit 52 home runs again. That, that was just ridiculous, but – that stealing stat. I'm not able to find it, sadly. It's going to take me a minute. I'll find it. I don't know what to look up. But I know that was a big part of his game last year. Because he was in a – he was in Oakland and then he was in Miami. Yeah, and everyone knew he wasn't staying in Miami, which I found Miami, you know – how did you let that go? I mean, 33 years old. Okay. But arguably one of the best seasons of his career. Yeah. And, you know, I he mean, had some good times. He had 36 stolen bases last year and he had an 887 OPS. He had that. That's insane. Yeah. Why did he sign his contract or? Hold on, that was the wrong thing. Because that contract, I'd be curious to know. Oh, my God. He had 47 stolen bases last year. Yeah, you – that's they, That's such a big pickup for them. Especially because, like, as a Braves fan, I'm like, do we have a – can Travis Darno hose him? No. No, absolutely not. We got to keep him off the base. Off the, I mean, that's that's the only way. The Mets, I mean, I feel like they're clear number two if they're healthy. Um, I don't feel like there's much debate there. Yeah, clear number two if they're healthy. Possibly um, number one if they're really I, healthy. I hate, yeah, I hate to say it, but I saw – I was thinking about it. I saw some guys talking about it, and I believe it to be true that they have the highest ceiling in this division. Yeah, I mean, I think there's – I think there's four possible playoff teams in this division and two possible World Series teams. I think the Marlins are – they could easily sneak in the playoffs. 
The Phillies could easily sneak in the playoffs. But I don't think either of those teams have what it takes to win a World Series. But I think the Mets and Braves do. Obviously, the Braves do. But Yeah. And there's a there's more spots postseason. Um, yeah. And I should have read into more on the, what that's going to look like. I want to do that here mm-hmm. for the next podcast to let people know. But there's some, there's some changes there that could give teams like, you know, the Mets and the Phillies more shots. And I mean, you don't want to you don't want to face that one two punch in the postseason. No, I mean, you get, let's say you go into a divisional series with the Mets, and it's like, well, you got to face Degrom one day, then Scherzer next day. Like I said, if they can stay healthy, who knows what they can do? Because like, and then you got to face Chris Bassett. That's not a big fall off. No, I mean, I really wish they would have signed Marcus Stroman back because he had a really good year. If they had that, I would probably pick them to win the division. I probably would. But that's not the case. With our division winner is both of our favorite teams, and that's the Braves. Obviously, we got to start off talking about the big, you know, the big news from the offseason with Atlanta. Yeah. Face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman, he's now a Dodger. <sighs> How do we feel? All right. So, dude, I – I think I've texted you the most about that trade than anybody else. Um, my fiance was right beside me when I got the news that we traded for Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, it stung because everybody knew what that meant. Yeah. And on there were top people of that, holding on to hope, but everybody knew what it meant deep down. I mean, I was holding on to hope because the Universal DH, but I knew, I knew Friday wasn't going to do that. No, he must um, go first. You know, I saw I saw it. I think it stung a little bit more. I'm a big Pache guy. Um, shout out to him. I think he was going to do a great job with the A's. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm hurt. I'm hurt that Freddie went to the Dodgers. Not yeah. because that we didn't get a better um, piece, because I'll go ahead and say it. We did. Yeah, we did. Olsen's going to be better, man. Mm-hmm. But – I was 13, 12, 11, 13, 14, watching Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And it was only Freddie Freeman. Um, I mean, God. some of those brave scenes were so bad, but there was always Freddie Freeman. I went, we, you know, I saw, I saw Freddie Freeman, man, when he had the biggest buck teeth. I saw him go from there, dude, to winning MV, MVP, man. And it's just hard to see that walk. It's hard yeah. to see the heart walk. But also on the flip side, man, I look at Swanson, I look at Riley, I look at Acuna, um, I look at Freed, I look at Morton. We have the pieces, we mm-hmm. have the leadership. If there was actually ever a time to let someone like Freddie go, now is it. Yeah, and I mean, for Matt Olson, he's unbelievable in my opinion. I mean, I think he's if for him and Freddie. Well, I it's think the Vlad. Dodgers. I think Vlad's the best first baseman in baseball as of right now. Um, but I think Freddie Olson and Vlad Guerrero Jr. could all easily finish as the best first baseman this year. I'm gonna say opinion. it too. I'm, I'll say it. Olson's the best with the ballparks he'll be playing in. Yeah, I mean, he played in some very 
pitcher friendly ballparks, you know, in the AL West, you know, especially his home ballpark being Oakland. I saw he had 39 home runs last year, by the way, but I saw a stat saying that if he would have been playing at Truist all year, he would have hit 47 home runs with exact same balls, like distance and everything. He would have hit 47. That's, I mean, that's irreplaceable at first base. Out of a lefty, too. He's so good. I mean, you add Miami on that. I mean, you sit here and think to yourself, like, as a Braves fan, like, automatic. I, obviously, you're upset about Freddie, you know. I really wish Freddie would have signed with, like, Toronto or something. That way I wouldn't have to, like, pull against him or whatever. But that, That's what made it so much worse. And we'll, oh, yeah. we'll get into the Dodgers when we get to them. But that's what made it worse is knowing not only did we have to see him walk, is that we're going to have to face him. Yeah. I mean, the – you're going to have to get through Freddie and the Dodgers to win the World Series. There's yeah. no question. Um, but, but what I mean, a team to do it, man, the Braves. Yeah. We've got the pieces. We've oh, got yeah. it. I mean, like I said, I feel like we're better than last year. I mean, especially if we can stay healthy. I mean, you got to think we made that playoff run without Acuna, without Soroka. And I don't know when Soroka is going to be back. Um, I've, I have a take on Soroka that I really don't want to talk about right now because it's kind of morbid. But – uh. You know, I kind of look at the Braves' future without Soroka just because that's his plant leg and his Achilles. And, I mean, I thought he was going to be okay, and then he tore it again just walking into the stadium one day. I personally don't think Soroka is going to pitch again. That's my opinion. So, my opinion is sad. It's just too much to come back from. But, you know, when Freed and Soroka were both coming up, I was like, oh, Soroka is so much better. And Freed – in my opinion, is a top 10 starter in the league. He has impressed me so much. Yeah, so I guess I'll say a little bit on Soroka, then we'll get into Freed. But I remember when Soroka, that injury went down, man. Yeah. Um, then he tried coming back last year. One thing that I'd say is that we don't need him back this year. No. Um, it won't hurt, but we don't need no, it. No, it won't hurt. So, if I, I mean, won't hurt, but we necessarily don't need it. I think giving him time, I'd be willing to give Soroka one more shot if I'm the Braves. Um, but I, I would say if, if, it, if it's if Soroka's not able to pitch a game in AAA this year, I just don't think we ever see him again. Yeah. And that's I mean, sad. That's sad because he was, man, he was, he was a future. He was going to win a Cy Young at some point. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I envision the Braves' future without him. Um, if he's included, it's going to be that much better. But, you know, as of right now, it's Freed and Ian Anderson right now. But imagine yeah. if it was Freed, Anderson, Soroka in our top three with Morton in the fourth. I mean, God. Dude, and, yeah, what, what, what Free did – Game six, hats off will always go down. Yeah. I'll always be thankful for that. Um one of the best, one of the best pitchers I've seen with the Braves. Um, and then you turn around and you're like Charlie Morton, the veteran, came into Atlanta, mm-hmm. did exactly what we thought. Um this year. I'm I'm curious to see see what he's gonna do this year. Uh, I, I think, think he'll, he'll be, be hovering around a four ERA, but I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm happy with it. 
pitched a great game in spring was yesterday, um, which it's spring, but still looked good. But Ian Anderson is the player that the pitcher that I'm really looking at this year and I'm smiling about the most because last year was kind of that first year where you really felt like I felt like Ian and we got to see like the full yeah. the full season of Ian Anderson. And how many times did he really let us down? Huh. Not much. Not much at and, all. And then um then behind that, it was continue on the rotation. You have Huskar. I, I think I think he's a reliever. I think he's a long reliever. I I'm, wouldn't put sorry. I'm happy with him out of the four, though. I mean, he had a yeah. really good season last year before he got hurt. But you also have Davidson. Yeah. And you also have Moeller and Wright. Wright's the player that I think a lot of Braves fans are looking at and being like, do we want to do it again? Just because of what he just because of what he did in game three against the Dodgers in 2020. I'm giving him another shot, dude. Dude. I think I, he deserves it. He's got all the season. talent in the world. I really do. Right. And I say let him pitch, let him get in the rotation from the very beginning. Don't I wouldn't send him the triple A this year. No, I mean I think he needs to stay up because I think he has free and Ian Anderson type stuff. I really do. Um, I don't think it's on their level, but I think he'd be a great four or five in our rotation. Yeah. Potentially Someone, a three when Morton is gone. David O'Brien, I'm pretty sure it was him. I was listening to his podcast. Um, love the guy, but he compared him to Sean Newcomb. And I was just yeah. like, I ain't doing that. No, I don't <laughs> want to deal with that again. Well, it's not even I want to deal with that. I don't think Wright's that bad. No, he's not. No, he's not. All right, let's get into uh, position players a little bit besides Matt Olson. Um, first off, I want to say this. What's your prediction on Matt Olson's home run total? Not including playoffs, just regular season. Regular season? I'll give him – he's got pressure on him, which I think he'll do fine with. I think he'll get off to a slow start. I do too. I'm gonna go 43. Yeah, I was thinking about the 43-45 range. Um, I feel like that's low ball on him, but I think new team Atlanta. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, if he 43, if he starts off right out the gate, he could hit 50 home runs. Yeah, I don't think he will, but he could. Um, but I'm very excited about him. I mean, you know, Braves fans don't need to be upset. You know, Freeman's gone. Yeah, but. It's Matt Olson time. He he doesn't need to be Freddie Freeman, you know. I, I don't think we need to be upset at Olson or Triple A man or Double A. My bad. Or um, where we're going. I think I think there is right to be upset that he went to the Dodgers. But man, Olson, he's it's going to be such a blessing watching him hit fifty. Yeah, we we don't miss a beat there. Um, so. We have this in our notes. It's interesting. I want to get into this last. I'll skip this. Never mind. So, I think it's arguably – this is arguably the best infield in baseball. Um, you know, Austin Riley at third, Dansby at short, Ozzy at second, and Olsen at first. Now, I'm not even talking about catcher because I don't think Darno is that great, personally. So, I'm going to leave him off of this. We can talk about him in a minute if we want to, but – this infield, I think all four of these guys could hit 30 home runs. Not really? only do I think they can, I think they will. You do? Dude, okay. I think 
All right, so Ozzy, you know he's going to be right there. Yeah. He's consistent. He's going to hover around 30. Um, Riley, but, we're definitely getting 30 out of Austin. All right, see, I'm a little I, – I, I think we get 30 out of Riley. You know, I got to I gotta be careful with Austin Riley because last year, what a season – I think should have been more in the MVP conversation. Yeah, sure. Defin- definitely sure. wasn't better than Harper uh, or Soto, but definitely should have gotten more conversation. Um, that's the first year we've ever seen that out of him fully. Mm-hmm. I hope it transitions over. I actually want to give more shout out to Chipper Jones for Austin Riley. Yeah. Um, working with him a lot, but we know we're probably going to get 30. I pray we get 30. I think we'll get right at 30, 27, 28, 29, 30 of Aussie. The person who I think fielding-wise is underrated but batting needs to go up that would cause them not to do that is Swanson. Mm-hmm. I think Swanson's got the power. We've seen it. But, I mean, he was batting. I think he ended up two, yeah, 248. See, that um, average 20, is so low to me. It is, but 27 home runs. Yeah, that's, that's big out of shortstop. Yeah, big out of shortstop, 88 RBIs, big numbers in those two categories. Mm-hmm. Average is 248. He strikes out a lot. Yeah, he does. He really does. If he could, even if he just put the ball and play more and had a similar average, I'd be more happy with him. I think that he'd get more respect on his name if he did it. I mean, I'm, I'm as big a dancey fan as anybody else it's just i gotta see a little bit more i mean we invested at the time now it's looking like we definitely ran away with that trade but at the time we invested so much in them and it's just like i want to see the 30 home run dance i think this yeah. is a great season for that to happen he's 28 years old if we're going to see a 30 run home run season it's going to be in the next year or two but yeah, i mean he's in his prime contract baby yeah he he hits he hits 30 home runs, breaks that. I think he needs to break the 255, 260 mark. If he could hit 250, I'm happy. 250, 30 home runs. He'll get the contract he wants. Yeah. Um man, someone I want to talk about, and I'm curious, or we can go to the outfield, but one person I want to talk about a little bit is Eddie Rosario. Mm-hmm. Um or I guess there's there's really three guys in the field. One will be DH, Rosario, Duvall, Azuna. But I'm curious, like, do you think Rosario is going to be what the Braves think he is? Or do you think that we could be – a lot of fans are going to be a little disappointed that he's not Rosario the Dodgers killer? He's not going to be playoff Eddie. I mean – no. I think if you look back at Eddie Rosario, I'm gonna pull up some stats real quick. But I think if we could get him to hit about 250, I mean, kind of similar numbers to Dansby. Um, he's never really been a high average guy, but he had some really good seasons in uh, Minnesota. But I mean, I mean, he hit, I think his highest average season was 290 in 2017. That team was ridiculous, by the way. That was the uh, that was the Minnesota team that everybody in their lineup hit 30, right? Like, I think so, yeah. All other guys, I mean, it was ridiculous. But, you know, he had a down year in 2021 uh, in Atlanta. I mean, even last year, I mean, he was down into the playoffs. Um, 
2020 Minnesota, he had 257 with only 19 home runs. I'm pretty sure he was hurt. Yeah, he only had 210 at-bats. But every year he's had a full season, he has been fantastic. I was about to say, like, you look at his average, 2015, 260 plus, 16, mm-hmm. 260 plus, 17, 290, 17. Yeah, that, that, 20, that team is just ridiculous. That but, 2017 team. I mean, in 2019, he hit 32 home runs. You know, yeah. he he's kind of that – he's another – I mean, dude, he is another Braves player that hovers around that 25 to 30 home run. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think we'll get similar numbers um, from him that we'll get out of Dansby with probably 20 or so more RBIs is what I think. I mean, I think he'll hit about 250 with about 30 home runs and I'd say about 85, 95 RBIs, which if we can get that out of Eddie this year, I'm taking that all day. And then you get him on base with his speed? Yeah. I mean, moving on from him, Duvall, I mean – I don't see a reason why he won't give us 30 home runs. Yeah. Um, I'm not as hyped on Duvall as a He's lot of people He's definitely not going to hit for average. Yeah. But. I mean, I mean, his average was off 228, okay. But he hit 38 home runs, 113 RBIs. Yeah. Like, I'll take that any day of the week. Um, yeah. I think – I think, you know – there's some Braves fans like me that would have said I would have gone after Solaire a little harder than I would have mm-hmm. gone after Duvall. I think Duvall's easier to go after than Solaire. Yeah, I mean, so, with Freeman, you know, I mean, this is kind of on topic. We're talking about contracts in a way. Um, not signing him basically makes it to where we can sign Freed, we can sign Dansby, we can sign we can sign Austin Riley because all three of their contracts are coming up. And all three are a better deals. All three of them are worth more than Freeman. Yeah, I mean, it's just you have to look in the future as a Braves fan. I mean, Freddie's in the past. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But But outfield. Duvall, I think one thing I think the Braves, why they went after Duvall harder than Solaire is because you you can trust Duvall's arm throwing it in. Yeah, he's got he's got a way better glove. There's no question. He's I mean, way better. And if we need him to play third one night, he can do it. That's another big thing. Yeah, yeah. I just I'd question if Duvall's at third, who's in the field. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I guess it's Heredia, but yeah. If Ozuna is on this team, which he is, whether he should be or not, we can talk about it in just a second. But he's oh. going to be our DH, which. Uh, Ozuna at DH in this lineup is amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just one quick thing I'd say is if, you know, if Duvall has to play third, um, one thing the Braves do lack this year in the outfield, man, is depth mm-hmm. without Acuna because, like, your next your next outfielder that's playing is Heredia. And he played – let's be honest, he played a lot last year, a lot more than he should. Started, I think he started probably more than 60% of the games around that margin. 225 home runs, 26 RBIs, and he had a and lot he's not of gonna give you anything at the plate. It's pitiful. So, getting Duvall that can just give you something at the plate is huge. Yeah. But Ozuna, so, I mean, do you like him being on this team right now with his past? 
or does it just not bother you really? So when the Zuna news came out, you know, I'm a guy that doesn't put up with stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. like, get him out of here. Um, when Sandy Springs police, when you find out what Sandy Springs police officers did um, with that whole case, when the fishy stuff started coming out, I started looking at it a little bit more. And the video came out and you could see what happened. And then just all the, all the history the judge shared in that case, um, Azuna deserves to be back on this team. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, nobody knows the whole situation except Marcel and his girlfriend. Should he have hit her? No. Absolutely not. Yeah. But at the same time, people make mistakes. You know, I mean, you can tell he genuinely feels bad about it. And if the team accepts him and welcomes him back in, why shouldn't we? That's right. And I'll, I'll say it when he, when he DHs for us this year and hits 30 plus home runs, people are, fans, just, people are, people are, <laughs> they're going to cheer. I think, um, I think too, a piece that people don't realize, or a lot, I think a lot of people do realize it, but man, just the energy he gives to that bullpen with losing Jock. I mean, I'm not, I mean, you still have Acuna, Ozzy, Riley, Swanson, and Rosario. So you're not too worried about like culture and dugout culture. Yeah. But when you lose Jock, you're like, all right, that's a fun piece that all the guys really loved. And you have Heredia too. But being able to replace Jock with Ozuna, I think just I would keeps make that, that trade any day of the week. Yeah, I think it keeps the level up. He'll hit 30 plus home runs. As long as he doesn't have to field too much, we'll be good. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? We were looking at those Rosario stats. I think this team reminds me a lot of that twins team. It was 17 or 18, whatever year that they all had 30 home runs. It's like that with better pitching. I was about to say, the difference in that is that we have Freed, Morton, Anderson, yeah, Davidson, Huskar. I mean, right. pretty much everybody we've talked about, we're like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to hit 30. But yeah. Darno is definitely not going to hit 30 home runs, I don't think. But So, Darno, I think he's just a good veteran piece. I think yeah. – I think Double A definitely knows that's a piece that he wants to work with. I'll say it, hot, very hot take. William Contreras deserves another shot. Oh, no question. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter is that they're playing him at right field and stuff in England right now, and that's that's interesting. I think he needs to stay behind the plate, though. Yeah, if he could just get down on two legs, two knees. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not – not a big fan of that one, one high knee, but I mean, we saw it last year. He's strong. He can bat. Yeah. And you, I mean, you see how good his brother is. I mean, you know, they work together a lot. Um, yeah. I really, the thing about the Olsen trade that upsets me is not Pasha. It's Shea Langoliers. Uh, he was an elite catcher talent and I really wish we could have held on to him. Or at least gotten Sean Murphy back in that deal from Oakland. That would have been perfect. But you know, you can't have it all. <laughs> we I think we got what we needed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so let me ask you a question about this Braves team. Okay. Um 
I have a hot, I have a very hot take that I promise you all I'm a Braves fan. Anyone listening to this, I am a Braves fan through and through. But I want to go into this bullpen. And so I got to ask you, the night shift, are, are expectations too high for a night shift? Yes do you, and no. Do you think that – do you think that the night shift's as good as people think they are? We're not going to get postseason mass tech. I'm going to go ahead and let you know. That's my hot take. Yeah, that's my hot take. Blue yeah. Jackson gets better every year. I don't see why that won't that trend won't continue. Henley <sighs> Jansen is an amazing addition. Yeah. Will Smith is still good. I really wish we could have kept Chris Martin. That's a big thing for me. I, I'm a fan of him. Um, I'm a fan of Martin. Um, but also I was a fan of Melanson. Yeah, and I think that like I don't know there there is a time where these closers are asking too much. You got to look at that age, and you just got to be like you just got to shrug your shoulders and just show them out the door. I mean, you got to think though. Jansen being added is a big deal. Probably the best closer oh, yeah. of. The 2010s, I would say, because that was kind of when Mariano faded out. And then Kirby Yates, if he, if we get to see him this year, massive addition. And then Colin McHugh from Tampa, Loki, a really good pickup. Yeah, how about that. Last he year. had a great season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, go see, back. I don't see why it could be. I don't think there'll be postseason night shift, but I think we're going to have a above average bullpen. Yeah. No question. Um, I'll say it. Um, my hot take, you kind of nailed on it, was Matt Sick wasn't – I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but he's mm-hmm. definitely not going to be postseason. And I'll be honest, Braves fans, I'll say it, I don't think we're going to see much of him. No, I don't either. I mean, I feel like that strikeout of Mookie Betts was, is going to be the peak of his career. I'll take it any day of the week. But I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, somebody we haven't talked about much at all, and, I mean, he's the face of the franchise now, Acuna. He's going to be bad this year. He might miss a few series in the beginning, but he'll, he'll be back. He'll be fully ready to go. I mean, last year he was on a – he would have won MVP last year if he would have stayed healthy. I'm fully convinced of that. He was having an amazing year. He was going 40 home – he was going 45 home runs. Yeah. I mean, his pace was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we have on here Acuna versus Harper. When fully healthy, to me it's no question. It's Acuna. It's I mean, it, it's Acuna for honestly, it's Acuna for two reasons. He steals bases, and his arm is better than Harper's. And that, I think, I think his arm is better than Harper's. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's just an all-around better talent. I mean, I don't know if I would consider Harper a five-tool outfielder, but Acuna definitely is. I mean, Acuna is basically, I know. I know San Diego had Tatis in the outfield a little bit last year, but if you put Tatis in the outfield full time, he wouldn't be as good as Acuna out there. And I think Acuna is basically just an outfield version of Tatis. And I mean, if Tatis would have been fully healthy last year and he missed a little bit of time, we know that he would have he would have won MVP. Yeah, for sure. For Tatis, yeah, I mean, for sure. We'll we'll get into that. I've 
I have some thoughts on that. He, de- he definitely has got the talent. But, man, Ronald Acuna, man, if he doesn't tear that ACL, which I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for Ronald Acuna, I'd be a much bigger Marlins fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know why they always want to hit him. You know, I was I immediately got on Twitter when Ronald tore his ACL, and the first thing I see is the Marlins posted the the in in the park home run because you know just ah I could yeah. get into that frustration. But man, Acuna, he brings your energy. Mm-hmm. He brings um he brings that glove to the field that's needed. Um, people are kind of like Mookie Betts. People are scared to run on him. Yeah. Um, he's, he's going to knock 40 out of the park and he's going to make it fun. You know, he's he also hit him anywhere too. He's not just a pool. Hitter. Oh yeah. He also gets on base. I think, I think we almost saw it. What was it? 20, was it 2019 season? It had to been 2019 that we almost saw the 40, 40, 40 stolen bases, yeah. 40 home runs. Um, I think we're, I think we're going to – not this year because he'll miss too much at the beginning, but um, we're going to see it. But one thing I will say is I know the Braves talked about DHing him, and I think that's a horrible idea. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if he's not ready to completely come back, I don't want him back, you know. Exactly. I think this lineup's good, right? Not It's already one of the best lineups. You add Acuna, and that just makes it so much better. Yeah. But, man – you lose Acuna, that's an issue. I mean, there's maybe maybe one or two players in the whole MLB I'd rather have than Acuna. And, I mean, I'm not going to name names because I'd have to think about it. But, like, he's arguably the most valuable talent in the league. Yeah. And have you? And I know you've seen it, man. That contract. We're not paying him what he needs to be getting paid. No. Ozzy, too. We have them – we're robbing them, but they signed the contracts, and I mean they're they want to be in Atlanta. I mean, you know, and those guys you can get into family and culture and all that, but it is it is true that stability is one thing. And when they mm-hmm. got to Atlanta and they got presented that contract, they look at that's enough money. I'll be happy, I'll be stable, and I'll be here for like 10 years. So right when they saw it, 10 years not money, they they're here to stay. Mm-hmm. Um Cunha's a franchise piece. He's desirable to play with. I think yeah. that's something the Braves got going for him. You know, it's probably probably even shouldn't say it on air, but man, I think Acuna's that type of guy that Soto would love to play with. Um, <laughs> but like I said, that, that ain't happening. You know, the only only right fielder that I would even consider um, better than Acuna right now. Is Mookie, um, but that's it's a big debate there. I mean, yeah, it, I, I love Mookie Bryce Dutch, Harper. Yeah, I, I'm um, taking Acuna over anybody right now. I mean, straight up, yeah. anybody in the league. Yeah, I think Soto's better at the plate than Acuna. I mean, I, I think Soto's the best pure hitter in baseball, but he is not near where Ronald is in the outfield. I mean, all yeah. if we're talking all around talent, fully healthy, Acuna is the best player in in baseball, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and everyone knows it. I mean, well, Trout fully healthy probably is, but we haven't seen a fully healthy Trout in like four years. So yeah, I'm, also, biggest, I'm a massive Mike Trout fan. So look, I'm I'm a Trout fan, but I'll say it: I'm on the East Coast. Yeah, 
Why not watch an A's and game? Like we said, or uh, they're Angels, not A's. Yeah, but like we said when we were talking about the Nats, like you know, with the Angels, like as big as a Mike Trout fan, as good as he is, he did he doesn't have postseason anything really. So that's kind of like you know, wasted talent. And I mean, you got show, man, the show. Yeah, I mean, they're on but, the up. The, yeah, but by the time they get to the up, I just hope Mike Trout still has a year or two left in him. I mean, Trout's not even the best player on that team anymore, so Acuna's the best yeah. player in the league. Yeah. yeah. Sawyer, one last thing um, before we give our NL East standings. Today I saw second and go that Pujols is retiring after yeah. the end of the season. Um, dude, I just want to hear your thoughts on that real quick. I mean, you know, it's – one of the best players of our generation. I mean, I don't know who would debate that. I mean, he's awesome to watch. I think him signing for one year in St. Louis is perfect. Even if he's not good, St. Louis was going to sign him for a year. Um, but DH is in, the, is in the National League now, and Pujols can sit back, not worry about playing first, and just hit. Maybe he'll have a good year. I'd love for him to have a good year. Yeah, I, I remember um, – my dad took me Braves game, and we're driving up there. And my dad looked over at me. He said, "Are you are you going to be a Braves a Braves fan or a Pujols fan this game?" And like as big as a Braves fan, I had to think about it. That's just how much I liked yeah. him. Um, I liked him that much. It's sad, but I'm glad he's getting an ending. I'll say it. I won't say it. I'm glad he's not ending with the Dodgers. Yeah, me too. Or the Angels. I mean, I feel like. His career just kind of went down after he left St. Louis, but, you know. I totally forgot he was with the Angels. That's how yeah, he was with them for a how, long time, too. Yeah, and that's how that career went right there, yeah. But, you know, he's back in St. Louis. He'll be a DH. Like I said, you don't have to worry about playing in the field. I think he could hit 20, 25 home runs and call it a career right there. That'd be awesome. Standings. We both kind of agreed with this. Uh, it was kind of a toss-up with a three and four, but we decided to go go with um, what we said we'd go with. Uh, we're not doing our separate predictions just because we want to – we've talked about everything. We've broken down every team, and this is what we decided. So the Mets could easily win this division, but until the Braves lose it, they are our division champ for us. They're so good. The pitching is so good. The hitting is so good. Defending champs. We're taking Braves at one. Number two, who do we have, Joe? Dude, the best one-two punch pitching rotation in baseball, the Mets. Yeah. I mean, we, we broke it down. There's not too much to say. I mean, I think it's clear top two. This is where things get interesting is the three and four. I have the Marlins. Joe had the Phillies. We kind of debated it a little bit and decided to roll with the Phillies at three. Just because they're a little bit better, I think. You know, the pitching's a little bit better. The bats are a little bit better. So we're I think they, with the Phillies at three. And I think they, in the end, I think they did get a little bit more better than the Marlins got through free agency and offseason. Yeah. The Marlins didn't do too much. They're just so young. Um, that's why we have them at four. But I have a note saying that if they finish second or third in this division, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, so I got the Marlins at four. The Cy Young winner is going to come out of there. So Alcantara is going to win it. I'm telling you right now. Anyways, last place, clearly the Nats. They're just not there. They're just not. They can't compete with these other four teams in the long run. 
yeah, they're going to steal some games, even against Atlanta. I mean, nobody's going to completely sweep a team in a season. But, you know, Nationals just can't keep up. They're going to, they're bad. They have Juan Soto. That's cool. I don't know what else to say about them. They're just not there yet. And Soto didn't sign that contract. I'll keep coming back to that. Yeah. And so I think, I think when you're, I'll say it when you, when your MVP of your team thinks you're bad, I could tell you something. And I think yeah. that's what I think that's why he didn't sign that contract. The Nationals fell off completely when they traded their two top fifteen players, you know, yeah. for a bunch of prospects. Which, like I said, and they're rebuilding. Cool. Gone. Yeah, and Zimmerman's gone too. Yeah, I mean that's their best, probably the franchise's one of the franchise's best players. He's probably I'd probably say Vlad Guerrero is the best player in the franchise. But anyways, moving on from that. That's going to be it for this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Next week, we're going to do NL Central. And not next week, my bad. We're doing biweekly. Um, we're going to do NL Central. Next time we talk, season's going to be going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of CTE Baseball, and we'll catch you later.